I had I had an idea of what I wanted to talk about today, but it just doesn't feel interesting. <laughs> All of a sudden, <laughs> you sit down in the seat, and it's like up comes the dhamma, you know, <laughs> and then changes changes where my thinking is and where my interest lies. And the people in the room change everything too, of course. When I look like I'm looking off into space, I'm actually looking at our uh, friends online. Now, I think with uh, seeing Heidi Sue and Bernadette, my friends here, I, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about my meta journey uh, because they invited me to offer a a day long focused on meta, focused on loving kindness next Saturday. <clears throat> and I'm just so pleased to do that. It's been a really long time since I've um, practiced together with other people on the subject of meta, on the subject of loving kindness. Now, I used to, I had developed. Um, at one point, actually, a, a six-week course about metta. It's been a long time, though. Did you ever? Did you do that one? Okay. It's been <laughs> it's been a long time uh, since I've sort of um, made that a focused practice, and it particularly with other people. <clears throat> I'm just so pleased to be having it top of mind right now and practicing in that way and thinking and reading and because um, I, I uh, it brings me all the way back, Sakula. <laughs> 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 I met, uh, I met Sakula when she was uh, offering a weekly meditation out in Forest Grove uh, for the women's studies program at the university. And uh, she did, you did these um, metta, these loving kindness exercises with us. And uh, they were so effective. <laughs> it was like, uh, I was completely shocked um, by how focusing my mind on the goodwill on goodwill for others, wishing goodwill for others, uh, made them so much nicer. <laughs> uh, spoiler, it wasn't them. <laughs> that was changing. Uh, my outlook just completely changed uh, in a very short period of time uh, regarding other people, the people around me, the people in my office, people in my house. Um, and everybody just all of a sudden seemed so much friendlier and so much nicer to be around. And um, I really enjoyed uh, seeing people and uh, even people that I had previously had difficulty with uh, as I trained my metta uh, in my heart and I trained my metta on them, you know, cast my powers of metta directly <laughs> toward them. Uh, my outlook uh, just completely transformed and I could feel it in my heart and my body when somebody walked into a room that I had brought into my meta practice 
uh, I just kind of opened up and had this really welcoming feeling. It was very much a feeling in the body. It is, you know, not was. It is very much a feeling in the body. Uh, to have consciously wished somebody goodwill uh, over and over, especially, at, you know, to invite the visual or the thought about another person into my kind of sacred meditation space, uh, my sacred quietness when I'm on the cushion, uh, that's a big invitation. That's a big, um, uh, it's kind of a risk, you know, to bring somebody right in, the, vi the visual of them right into my meditation. It's a little bit risky, right? They could, what if they disrupt it? <laughs> Even the thought. <laughs> Of some people can be really disruptive, you know. So I didn't, uh, when I started developing my meta practice, I didn't, I didn't start with the most difficult people in my life, you know, which means I didn't start with me. <laughs> I actually just kind of, uh, I took this uh, woman in my office on as a little pet project, you know. <laughs> She wasn't a terrible person. She wasn't, you know, mean, and she didn't have a hugely uh, negative effect on my life. But she just kind of bugged me a little bit, you know. <laughs> and I, thought, <laughs> I <laughs> as people do, <laughs> and I thought, well, okay, I can I can practice on her. Not too, not a big ask, and and I did. And this, the short story, long story short, is that within a very uh, short period of time, when she would come into the office, I started to welcome her. I just felt it in my body, and she saw it on my face. And um, we didn't, you know, we didn't, I don't know her now or not. We didn't become friends. Um, but uh, she became a sweet kind of point of light to me. Uh, when she would walk into a room because I had spent so much time secretly and behind the scenes uh, hoping for her happiness. That when she came in and she was happy, uh, it made me really happy. I got what I wanted. <laughs> and when she came in and she wasn't happy, because she had, you know, a hard, a little bit of a hard home life and things, uh, then I felt compassion for her because I had spent so much time specifically wishing for her happiness. And the results were just obvious, you know, it's like I had taken a pill or something <laughs> and my life changed uh, radically right away, really quickly. So, <clears throat> you know, when we come into this practice from a point of meta, like through the doorway of meta, I, th I feel it really takes hold. That's a really powerful doorway to walk to walk through on the way to a spiritual development. <clears throat> and I started, um, I started reading books by Bhante Gunaratana, who's a Theravada monk in a, in a different tradition. He's pretty, he's kind of famous, you know, he's written, he wrote Mindfulness for Beginners. Is that what it's called, Mindfulness for Beginners? And then um, he wrote the, the Eight Mindful Steps to Happiness. Uh, which is um, about the, the Buddha's Eightfold Path. And he had kind of a, a really prescriptive, 
um, meta practice that he was teaching at that time, or at least was in these books, you know, which I know that he had help writing and things. And so it might have been kind of a, you know, a group, a group process, but uh, I started, I needed those words, I needed an anchor in my meditation to practice meta toward people because my mind was so busy. I couldn't just bring someone into my field of vision and think happy thoughts toward them. They need to be really specific, <laughs> happy thoughts, <laughs> or I'd get just off on other thinking, you know, as one does. <clears throat> um, so I started to follow his, his thought, his uh, words, and this might be adapted a little bit, uh, but I think it's pretty close to the original, and it's, um, may you be well, happy, and peaceful. May no harm come to you. May no difficulties come to you. May no problems come to you. May you always meet with spiritual success. And may the difficulties, problems, and failures in life, or maybe obstacles, difficulties, obstacles, and failures in life, uh, may you have uh, the the. May you have the patience, courage, understanding, and, and determination to meet and overcome the difficulties, problems, and failures in life. Patience, courage, understanding, and determination. You now I had to learn that like I like I studied in college, you know, like, okay, PCUD, patience, <laughs> courage, <laughs> understanding, and determination, PCUD. <laughs> I really had to memorize this. I, you know, the in our tradition, you know, it's really emphasized that there's nothing wrong with thinking. You know, there's nothing wrong with using our brains and our minds and our faculties, our cognition. Um, the point is to train it toward goodness, you know, to direct it toward goodness. And so, you know, I, I intuitively and also through very like fast, quick learning and experience, uh, realized that I needed that framework. I needed those words. I needed to memorize it and use it. And that was okay. There's nothing wrong with gathering our skillful tools toward us and using them. And so for many years, you know, I sat down in meditation and grounded myself in just that way. Uh, may you be well, happy, and peaceful. Uh, <clears throat> uh, may no harm to you. May no harm come to you. No difficulties come to you. No problems come to you. May you have the patience, courage, understanding, and determination to meet and overcome the inevitable difficulties, problems, and failures in life. The inevitable, that was a big word for me for a long, the inevitable <laughs> difficulties, problems, and failures in life. <clears throat> and sort of over the years, this isn't from the time of the Buddha, but over the years, teachers have kind of, you know, created a framework for this practice that looks something like, um, you know, wishing this for ourselves first, filling our own bucket. You know, in today's kind of self-help vernacular, it works for me. I, I like to think about that, filling my own bucket. And then offering this goodwill out in kind of ever-widening circles to people we love and admire, people we like, <clears throat> people don't know that well, uh, people we have difficulty with, um, 
the whole world, just widening the circle to the whole, whole universe, all beings. <clears throat> uh, but what I found um, is that actually I was too big of an, I was too big of an ask. Like I wasn't, I didn't even know how to fill my home, my own bucket. <laughs> like I would get way too distracted <laughs> trying to uh, offer myself goodwill and happiness. And I wasn't the most miserable wretch on earth. I just, <laughs> I just didn't know how to do it, you know, and I didn't see the val, I didn't see the value in building myself up and filling my own bucket. Um, I don't think, you know, I hadn't been specifically taught that. And I started, um, at some point, I started giving these workshops at the YWCA. Uh, they invited me to uh, give these workshops, uh, meditate, do these little meditation workshops for women who had experienced trauma. And it was kind of this day long experience that was gifted to uh, this group of women and they all for free people who had uh, used the cert women who had used the services of the YWCA because of a traumatic experience. Uh, they got a free it's all free, but they got a massage, you know, they had it. Yeah, an hour of yoga or movement practice um, They each got a handmade quilt. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's just they got a handmade quilt walking in the door. So that was their blanket for the day. Uh, usually some kind of art therapy or something like that. And then my piece was meditation, you know, and uh, my piece was just really torture <laughs> for quite a lot of women, mm. you know, at at these events, at these workshops, because we had to close our, you know, there's this idea of closing your eyes and sitting in silence and being with your thoughts. And, and for people who have experienced trauma, you know, particularly sexual assault and some other, th you know, things like that, um, that's a really big ask, you know, that's really, really a big ask. Um, and then, you know, to, to, to have them fill their own buckets, well, that's a big ask too. And I just knew that from my, my own experience. And so what we would do instead, we would, um, we would sit and you could close your eyes if you wanted to or leave them open. And, um, we would think about, we would start the meta process by thinking about, uh, some somebody, some creature, some being, or even some place that was really uh, uncomplicated. So somebody, some creature, some place that uh, we weren't entangled with in that way, that we didn't have this kind of complicated and, and conflicted relationship with. And so, you know, it might be a pet, right many for many of us our pets are our happy places um i just got kittens so i know what i'm talking about mm -hmm. and or um you know a baby maybe you know or even the thought of a baby um or uh really you know for really the most complicated of of hearts you know just a place that really settles us right so like for me it's the beach the ocean for others, the mountains, um, 
for me, I my uncomplicated relationship is with my grandmother. So I think of my grandma, you know, she's just the, she's just the bomb. <laughs> I love her. It's been awesome knowing her all these years. So I just, I ground myself in metta by bringing to mind um, that which is without complication and entanglement because I can feel it. I feel what that feels like. And then I can start filling my bucket because I know what it feels like. You know, so we start someplace with metta, with something that shows us what metta feels like, shows us what goodwill feels like in the body. And from there, you know, if we choose over the course of 15 minutes or an hour or 10 years, <laughs> two lifetimes, we can grow from that place, you know, and fill our own buckets. May I be well, may I be happy, may I be um, peaceful. And then, and then, you know, if we choose just taking on these ever widening circles, you know, offering the wish of happiness and healthiness, healthfulness, and, uh, uh, and those really, that really important, you know, peacud, <laughs> the, because the obstacles are inevitable, aren't they? They're just, you're going to get out of bed. You know, there was a time I have this kind of autoimmune arthritis and when it was first coming on, it was um, it was really bad, and I would get out. I I would get out of bed in the morning, and my feet were so painful and swollen that it would take me like fifteen minutes to walk from the bed to the doorway. And so the obstacles literally <laughs> were on the other side of the bed. You know, they were as getting up in the morning was an obstacle for me. Um, sitting down, standing back up, walking from the bed to the doorway. Um, the obstacles really are there to meet us. <laughs> the minute we open our eyes. Um, but in, 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 in the, you know, recipe for metta, the ingredients of metta, there is patience, this kind of patience is metta in and of itself, you know, this ability to be with the reality, the way that it is, be with the way that it is without wanting it to change. You know, kind of courage, kind of just that, you know, fortitude, strength of character, you know, this spiritual success that we're building. Um, we have to bring that, that feeling of bravery or courage to these obstacles, to understanding, you know, this wisdom that we relate to other people. We might not know this, you know, but we relate to other people because they suffer like we suffer. You know, so getting a really deep kind of uh, deeply in touch with that understanding of others and how we relate to them is so important to meet these obstacles. Uh, 
And then determination, of course, that's a big one in this tradition and in the Buddhist teachings that, you know, we, we get up that energy and that effort, um, be consistent, uh, that the zeal, you know, that comes with developing a spiritual practice that uh, makes a, di- a whole huge difference in our lives and the lives of others. You know, a river turns rocks into sand, you know, because it's flowing consistently. So really feeling into the tools that help us consistently bring metta and goodwill, loving kindness and acceptance um, just as we open our eyes in the morning and as we go through our day.